Welcome to We The People. This is a podcast hosted by myself, uh, Jay Kanze. And the focus of this podcast was really to explore the dynamic of our relationships. This is more so about you or about us than it is about me. So I'll kind of get into who I am a little bit later on. But I kind of wanted to really get a chance to lay out uh, the approach that we have and what we're looking to kind of explore. Um, what we spend most of our lives navigating, and that kind of relates directly to what we experience, are relationships, um, whether it's with our uh, significant other or life partner, um, or whether it have been in, including with our families, our friends, particularly our professional environment. Um, so it's really an extension of who we are and who we are is a heavily attached to the experiences and how we perceive and relate to others. Um, so it's kind of just to get a better contextual of understanding of what life is like. And we're exploring that through the lens of relationships. Um, I will be having guests on periodically, some with professional expertise and some with just life experience because, um, you know, that's also a, <laughs> a significant educator. Um, we, we, we are going to have some anecdotal stuff. Um, you know, like you said, relationships are it's not all it's not all serious. It's not all, uh, you know, stress and and navigating attention communication. There's a lot of levity. Um, so I'll fill in some anecdotal stuff and kind of just, you know, fill it out so it can be a very natural, enjoyable experience. And I really decided to do this um, in lieu of uh, finishing up my first book. Um, and I'm not going to plug it in the first episode. I just feel like that's cheesy, even if it's, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, my podcast. But this is just something I wanted to to try to offer to people. Because uh, sometimes when we share a little bit of ourselves, transparency is not just good for our own growth, but I've, no, I've noticed uh, and I've experienced it, that transparency also it plants seed for growth in others. You'd be surprised. You may think you're just having a conversation, just sharing a tidbit uh, for your own purposes, and it can do so much more for someone else. Um, now to get into uh, a little bit about myself, uh, as I said, my name is Jay Kanze. I'm a business development consultant. Uh, I consult in the clinical research space, uh, dealing with clinical trials, um, considering this, this crazy time that we're in uh, during a pandemic. Uh, you know, it's kind of also driven an emphasis on relationships. So that was something that made this podcast idea resonate a little bit more with me. Um, but I, I deal with uh, consulting in the professional space, and I also have a bit of an educational background in clinical mental health counseling and organizational communication. Um, I do consult clients uh, personally and professionally. Uh, when I say personally, you know, I had one client who said, uh, you know, I'm trying to fix my I'm trying to fix my business, um, and. What resonated about that particular client is, you know, he had three mistresses and was going through a divorce. So, so much of how we handle our professional life is dependent on our personal lives. So, you know, before you can fix your business, you have to fix your life. 
Um, so there's an element of, of personal development. Um, having gone through my own, um, you know, I've moved through a lot of different phases in life and um, had a lot of experiences, some great, some not so great. Um, but I'll probably at certain points where it's relevant, elaborate on them. But um, I'm really just excited about kind of diving into this um, because I think it's things that we all already know. But the fact that sometimes when you sit there and kind of break something down and really relate it to yourself, it can give you uh, a bit of enlightenment. I would say somewhat of a new tool or more context um, just to kind of scratch the surface. Like I mentioned our relationships and relationships to finance. Um, I had an experience where I was uh, dealing with a client and uh, the client said that, well, I was always taught that, uh, you know, you know, you never, you don't owe anybody anything. And this was a client who owned a relatively Law, they were a small business owner by the, you know, um, by the, I guess, by the U.S. government's or the Department of Treasury standard. They were a small business owner, but uh, they it was a rather large small business and they had aspirations of growing. Um, and it really made me think because they were from, you know, similar, uh, you know, a similar demographic for myself. It was an, another another African-American person. Um and I thought about so much of what we learn are our relationships. They're not even really formed by our own experiences. Um, they get passed down generationally a lot of the time. And I thought that's something that's kind of fascinating where it made me look even a little deeper uh, in working with this person. Like, uh, you know, from the time that we're born, we are given a name. We're given a race. Um, or we're told, we're told what race we are. And a lot of times we're given a religion. Um, or sometimes it even goes as far as pretty much given a political affiliation. And a lot of times we spend our whole lives defending these things. And none of them were from our choosing. So you're trying to represent something that you didn't even make a decision on. And it, it just really brought a, a lot of clarity to mind. Um, just because... There's so much of the past, and it's true in every kind of relationship, but there's so much of the past that we experience that, well, that generations before us experience, and it kind of reverberates through now. It's like the butterfly effect, and it made me think about why we should be so mindful of what we do and, and how we approach things, because it's not just for us. This kind of ripples through time. That's how decisions are, um, and I probably get deeper into that i wanted to save some of that context for you know the episode about our relationship with um finances um and it's different for many people in many different um you know for many different cultures um and it also you know resonates true today um so it's just like a a melting of our uh, a melting of of different cultural identities um so it's something that i found really interesting and i think it's gonna it's going to kind of uh, illuminate a lot of things, you know, uh, as far as what you should believe should be reflective of your goals. It's good to, you know, take away solid, foundational, great values from the previous generation. But 
those values only line up with what you're looking to accomplish to a certain degree. If you don't have, uh, you know, if you're not looking to, you know, just buy a, ha- a house and have a white picket fence in the middle of America and work for the same company for 30 years, you may not be able to have the approach or the same structure or the same relationship with financial institutions or even with a network of friends that your grandfather or even your parents had. So what we believe should be also impacted by who we are. Um, because I know a lot of people, like when I spent time around the rough elements of life, they would always say, you know, you are who you are, player. But as a matter of fact, I think Jay-Z said that once. But um, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, you are who you are is one perspective. But, uh, you know, I, I like to live life on an aspirational basis. So wherever I'm at, I try to look at the improvement of whatever version of myself I'm currently at. Uh, so I will basically set the barometer ahead. So I don't ever try to be who I am. I work towards being who I want to be. Um, you know, and living an aspirant life keeps you motivated. I don't get caught up in wanting, but I use a motivation of love to try to do better. And I, I think it's always a better perspective to work, uh, you know, out of love. Um, it's not always easy. <laughs> People will definitely make it hard. But um, even in the work environment, you know, uh, I'm a fundamental believer that two things are the originating points of all of our views and our perspective on the world. Everything we do, everything good we experience and everything we negative we experience and all the positive and negative experiences that we create for other people, they're always rooted in either love or fear. Um, you know, hate, racism, all of these are dynamics of fear. So, you know, when you work from love, that is when you can produce the most for yourself and others. Um, even from the way I looked at things, there were times where, um, you know, I've made people money or I've just made myself money. It was a much more rewarding environment when I could add value to others. And it's not just monetarily. Uh, and that's kind of tying back to what I mentioned earlier as far as our relationship with finance. Some people are absorbed by the principle of ownership. You know, you know, you you can you can you can always create more wealth for others than you can for just yourself. I mean, there's a lot of elements in life where we're seeing this come out into play right now. You know, you can get high when you prop yourself up, but you can never get as high when you try to uplift other people. Um, you know, we can just look at leadership, whether it's in the public or private sector, and there are perfect examples of that. You know, to tie it back in, I had to explain to a client. I said, hey, Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, whatever your feelings are, but as far as his organization, um, it wouldn't expand. And, you, you know, you can't be a trillionaire running a sole proprietorship. You know, Amazon had to go public. And what is going public? Going public is extending ownership to other people. Um, it, it's a thing about power. You know, everyone wants power. Power is great, but power is not something you're supposed to have. Power is designed to be passed along. Those who hold power always get corrupted by it. It's it's the extension. Real leaders give. You know, that's why when people say I'm the boss, there's a difference between being the boss and the leader. 
but um, I'm going to keep it pretty brief. Um, I was really excited about having this uh, first episode, um, and each episode is going to be up every Saturday morning. Um, well, I would say Friday at midnight. Uh, every Friday at midnight, there will be a podcast episode. We're going to have a weekly format. Um, I'm aiming to keep it at roughly 30 minutes to an hour, um, but I'm really shooting for the hour-long format. I would love to talk longer, but I don't have that much to say of value. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, this podcast is predominantly about relationships um, with an emphasis on love. Um, it's not going to be love in the traditional sense, but, um, you know, it's definitely something that can add value to, um, you know, men and women alike, um, just perspectives that help us, um, treat each other better really. And help us think about providing more of a, of a real, uh, experience that's equitable to everybody because, um, I spent quite a bit of time, um, at the Buddhist temple. I'm big on meditation. I think meditation is a great way to hit the reset button. It's kind of like giving yourself an apology. Like say you just have an argument with someone. Instead of feeling frustrated and demanding apology from them, a lot of the times, you know, I've been able to in the past meditate where I resolve it internally. And uh, fundamentally having the internal locus of control where you are, where you're able to structure your responses to everything is ultimately something that's empowering. It gives you more control over your life. And when you feel like you're in control, you're more motivated to take action because you know those actions will dictate your future. Um, so that's a big, big part of it for me. Um, and in meditating, uh, there's a fundamental Buddha, Buddhist principle called finding the middle way. And uh, what I really liked about it uh, is it was just an interesting perspective. Um, I thought about it, or I first explored it maybe like in a romantic concept, but basically there's your way, there's my way, right? And most people in any type of situation that requires a resolution or a solution, uh, people tend to try to get their way. That's what, that's what we learn in, in business school as far as what negotiations are. That's kind of what we learn. So it's basically designed to, uh, hey, you know, I'm going to try to get you as close to my way as I can. I may have to give you a little bit, but I'm trying to steer it my way. And the interesting, about find, the interesting thing about finding the middle path, uh, the thing that I just appealed to, spoke to me the most, was it's that I don't want it to be your way and I definitely don't want it to be my way. Those are the two outcomes we're not looking for. I'm looking for a middle path. What is the way that is best for both of us? Or what is the way that gets both of us to a certain point? And I thought that that's just like a, a interesting concept because we always think about love. And, and well, a lot of times I've heard iterations of love where it's a little bit more brutal to oneself. Like, you know, I don't care about me. I, you just focus on that person's needs. And that's noble. That's very... Um, altruistic, you know, I've lived that life to a certain degree. Um, but I would say it's so much more rewarding where instead of I'm just saying, hey, you know, you go ahead or push you ahead and, you know, that can breed resentment a lot of the time. 
But I just think it's such so much more powerful to, to uplift a us. That way it's a healthier dynamic. You know, I may get you over first, but this is designed for both of us to get over. So it kind of removes the punitive concept of love where like somebody has to hurt. So I really thought that was interesting. And it also isn't about just people fulfilling themselves. Um, You know, because I had an interesting conversation with a very good friend of mine and um, they were speaking of. Uh, you know, someone they knew who had some past trauma and they were in a relationship healing and their partner, you know, kind of stuck with them through this. And that was just super powerful. And I thought it was awesome. Like, it's really great. And I cheered it on. But a lot of situations there are where, you know, it's like I put I always say it's like a vat of acid. Um, if you got if you have to pour it out of something, the ideal place is you hope it all winds up on the floor Um at a therapist's office, maybe. But sometimes it gets poured out into the other person in the relationship. You can assume a lot of damage by, you know, providing someone an environment to heal. Um, I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm saying that it's contextual and everybody is not, everybody's not capable, uh, you know, of going through that type of situation and remaining whole. Um, cause there's a lot of transference that can occur. Um, you know, it's like, <laughs> um, and it's <laughs> to a certain degree, I not to be a cynical, but, uh, when I'm told about some of these situations in the past, different clients, I always say energy is neither gain nor loss. It's simply transferred. Um, you know, I don't necessarily believe that, but, um, you can reuse energy. So, you know, it is transferred, but it's what you do with it. Um, you know, Marlon Brando said something very interesting about it um, during the making of On the Waterfront. Actually, it was Rod Steiger. He was a much lesser known actor. He was in the film with Marlon Brando and Marlon Brando was like a Tony Award winner and just a big star. And he said he was very nervous and he was like, uh, you know, it's not the problem of experiencing fear. It's what you do with it. Do you use the fear to make you commit? to propel yourself or do you let the fear cripple you and I think that's a challenge that a lot of people face in so many elements of of uh of life um you know I know I've faced that foe many times um and ultimately I thought it was something powerful and healing um you know so we're definitely going to in episode two just because I know this is like um the main course for people so we just get it out the way early uh we're gonna explore the romantic relationship it's going to be a two-part episode um so look for the first episode on the first saturday of june and there will be a follow-up episode on the following saturday um every saturday there'll be a new episode and uh i'll have a guest on episode two um and we're probably going to explore like the male and female perspective Um, So I look forward to sharing this. Um, Like I said, this is so much less about me and so much more about you or us. We, we the people. Uh, I appreciate you guys for listening in and I want to thank you and I'll see you next week. 